Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Coming to you in true point 4K. Ah! Welcome to the ultimate Cleveland sports show on this Monday. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I certainly did. I'm Jay Crawford. Later in the show, we're going to be discussing the toughest Cleveland athletes of all time. Brad, I had you number two. Oh, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you, right? All right, listen, I'm, I'm going to be getting the show. I'm going to talk about Jay Ram down, down the stretch here. Because he's with the Indians. You thought he was going to be out some time. He was like, I'm not going to be out any time. I'm not missing anything. I'm he's a robot. My, this is my moment in life. Oh, I'm going next? Yeah, go ahead, D-Boy. Oh, okay. Well, I, you listen, since we're here, I'm going to tell you why my hat is fly. You might want to get one of these. You ain't got this where you got where you come from. But I will also <laughs> tell you. <laughs> I will where the hell did you get it? Hey, listen. Hey, the only people that got me this hat right here is Case Keenum and me. Ooh. Oh, that's exclusive company. That's, yeah, so you know, you know what it is, man. I'm going to tell you why. What I learned from the Cleveland Browns Bahama team photo, boy, I, I, I picked some gems out of that. I'll tell you what I learned when I saw. That's that. a great pick, by the way. Uh, look, look at that, that. Look hat. Look at that hat. That's the official backup quarterback hat of your yeah. Cleveland Browns. There Clip, you go. Clipboard, <laughs> clipboard status right here. You get a pen and one of them nice felt pens, them good quality ones you shine your name with. Yeah. You get that in this. Bull, who are you today? I am former Oakland A's infielder Shooty Babbitt. You remember him? There's what? three people that remember him. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to card. dance with the white man's overbite. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I'm make also, it. I'm also going to tell you why Will Fuller would be a great addition to the Browns. I like that, by the way. The white man's overbite? No. I want to put a moratorium on the white man's overbite. Oh, okay. I better never see that on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show again. I did throw up a little this bit in my every mouth. white guy dances at the club. Hey. That's all we do. Maybe a little of this. Hey, hey. Mikey McNuggets. Oh, my God. What are you looking forward oh to God. today? That's Hopefully no too. more bull dancing. Good. No, no we don't You can't unsee that. <laughs> And now the camera it. works, and I got a top five list that oh. I think a lot of people are going to like today. So we're going to get to it. The ultimate okay. five. A mm. Any any hints to what it's going to be or just watching? Yeah, win? things I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, well, that could be a lot. Yeah. I got <laughs> something I don't understand. Young man. Something I got to crush a couple of our employees for, but I got to save it. Apparently, you got to save it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to save we'll it. Save I'm very it. fired up about um, this. Also, I want to take this second to yeah. tease at the end of today's show. Oh, yeah, we're going to tell you who is our super guest for the week. We love all of our guests, but we've got a big one coming up on Wednesday's show. We mm. talked about it briefly at the end of Friday's show. Yes. And um, we're going to reveal who that guest is Wednesday. It's somebody that I know a lot of our um, watchers are going to be interested in hearing from. All right, on that, we dive into our to our menu today. And first up is, it has to be, Jadavion Clowney is yep. coming back to the Cleveland Browns. I think we all were waited with bated breath. What's he going to do? Is he going to come back? Is he going to sign somewhere else? According to reports, he signs another one-year contract. The value of this deal is said to be around $11 million for the one year. There are other reports, guys, that he turned down more money from yeah. other teams. So he clearly wants to be in Cleveland. In fact, if you take a look at some of what he's saying about this, Jadavion Clowney, this is according to a tweet from Brad Stainbrook. He says that Jadavion Clowney told Deshaun Watson he enjoyed playing for the Cleveland Browns organization before Watson ultimately decided 
to waive his no trade clause to be traded with to Cleveland. Clowney is now reunited with Watson. They, of course, played together um, for some years in Houston. Mm. Uh, mm, and also, yeah. we want you to weigh in on this using only a GIF. We want you to send right. what your reaction is to the Browns re-signing Jadavion Clowney. We've already got a ton of them. We're going to go through them, some of them in just a little bit. But, um, Bo, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how anybody couldn't love this move, but tell us why you love it. Well, I love it mostly because it's a one-year deal. I, I, you know, Jadavian Clowney's track record of staying healthy is very questionable, similar to this other player we're going to talk about a little bit, Will Fuller. Uh, but he played really well. You know, when Jadavian Clowney came into the league, we thought he was going to be what Miles Garrett is, yeah. right? Now, he's not that player. Nope. But as a, as a Robin, as a number two guy... He's excellent, one of the best in the game. And although a few a few weeks ago we talked about Landry versus Clowney, if you had to bring one back, I had said Landry. I think I was in the minority opinion there. I still wanted Clowney to come back. In the end, on a defensive line that before they brought in Clowney was the most unproven, unknown group on board to get now their second best player, or at least their second most proven player on the D-line, I think it's huge. By the way, one other note on this. We mentioned on the graphic there that Mary Kay Cabot had first which she did, so kudos to her. Yeah, great job. She beat the national media on that. I wonder if anybody, I feel like only us media members care about that That's stuff, That's right? so inside baseball, Bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We care. We care. But nobody else. We want to give them credit. Now, look, they, if you have a track record of breaking stories, yeah. like Adam Schefter for a stretch broke everything first. Right. Now it's, now it's some, different. Isn't Schefter and Rappaport being given some of that stuff by other reporters? Well, sure, but that's, lame, that's from but, spending a lifetime covering these yeah. guys and building those relationships. Yeah. They're getting these stories because they've built relationships over the years. Yes. And they have all kinds of inside relationships with every team. So there are a couple of go-to guys. Right. I always think it's super tough on the local media just because Big, m- yes. most of these sources – want to make the splash, and they go to the Schefters or the Rappaports or the pro footballs because they know that it's going to it's going to be out there immediately. Especially the last couple of years with COVID and the lack of access yeah. to the locker room. It was tough. It's made it hard to cultivate those local relationships. Brad, so, you so. love this move. Why? Oh, man. Let's talk about the building blocks. You know, I have refrained from going to a Super Bowl. As much access I, I've never been Oh, because you want your first to be a Browns. It's going to be a Browns. Period. Wow. Right. I've refrained from going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it's been close to me, I've been I've refrained from going, right? And you talk about the building blocks here. So let's talk about the building blocks. Clowney comes back to Cleveland because Miles Garrett is on the other side. Absolutely. Right? right? And you start Clowney, Garrett, uh Wusu, Cormora, uh cornerbacks, the Ward, back end of the defense. Ward, is solid. Newsom, right? We are starting to put together the pieces, right? The offensive side of putting together the pieces. Now, here, we still got a little ways to go, but when you talk about building Championship contending teams. I'm just not talking about teams that win the division. Championship contending. You need pieces. That's why you would leave three or four million dollars on the table, right? Yeah. Because you're thinking that you won't get it in the long run. Coming back here, you might take a little less now, sure. but if this thing really parlays itself, mm-hmm. you're gonna parlay yourself into something bigger. Yeah, right? you can spend. Th- you can make three million dollars less, and if you win a Super Bowl, you'll make that up. Right. Especially for Certainly. a guy like Clowney. G. Bush, you love it? Man, I'm going to tell you what, I, I love that, but also I love this. Man, check, check a look at this. He got the, you dug oh, into the, to, to the mayor's wardrobe. That's one of the finest that joint, of, uh, Cleveland sports I, wardrobe we've had. Oh, in my goodness. He, he, he wasn't playing hey, no more. G. Bush, I asked him where he got it, and he tried pulling a curveball like you in the hat. Chief of staff. Hey, I'm not telling. He, he, he got <laughs> that men in black thing. Chief of staff, be a, hey, bring me down a coffee and a brand new blonde <laughs> jacket. 
brand new. I want the all black hoodie. I want all black. It now. I want the militant version, all black, it's black fresh. or black. And, I like it a lot. And, and the matching hat. Go, and I just don't have it on. See, you can get your hat off in a bit. He, see, he alluded to this. You get your hat on for the first segment. Take it off. That's how you got to do it. But listen, just like we got that dynamic duo working, Clowney and Miles Garrett is back. Yeah. You know what? I was looking at the stats and the, the average get off. I'm, you know, I'm a D lineman at heart. Mm-hmm. The average get off for Miles Garrett is 0. .76. Do you know that's less than a second? Ooh. Now, now you look at Jadavian Clowney. He's not as he's not as, as agile and he's not as quick as Miles, but his is under a second 2.96. When you look at the amount of hurries, the amount of tackles, the amount of sacks that you can get when you got two guys like that. It unlocks a whole lot of different things you can do now. Now look, you got Chase Winovich. Now you can put him on the outside. You you got a couple other guys like Wright, who who might be a guy that can. You can kick these two down, it, these guys, in, in that Greyhound package. Yeah. Now you get there to the three technique. You you can get Clowney in the three technique. Now we can rush the quarterback. This is exactly why Jadavian Clowney was essential Z, because what, of that guy right there because he gets his money off too. See what happens when you throw in. The young hungry dudes. Oh, I haven't talked about Perry. Right. Right. Hungry, well, and that, Clowney also that, that really nobody good. knows. Right. Clowney also an underrated part of his game because there's no you don't see stats for it really. Is he is a really good run defender oh, yeah. for an end, which yeah. usually you think of. The I think he's tag. above average run defender for yeah. your typical for a guy that's known more for rushing the passer. Right. To your point on you throw these guys on the opposite ends and the, it opens up all kinds of schemes to bring pressure up the middle. We haven't talked about Chase Winovich on this show yet. I'm really glad yeah. you brought him up because I've wanted Just to bring him up a thing, number yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who I don't, for whatever reason, it's I think very few guys that Bill Belichick has ever released gone on and went on to do great things. The, the guy that uh, usually he'll take a guy like a Mike Vrabel, right. who the Steelers tried with and couldn't right. get anything out of, and he goes to New England and he puts together a career that you can say is close to a Hall of Fame conversation career. He was so versatile there. When a guy gets out of the Patriot system, you've usually seen their best football, but I think this is going to be different. Mm-hmm. I think Chase in this system with these pass rushers is going to eat. Yeah. And yeah. I loved him yeah. at Michigan. He was I thought good he was a couple tremendous years ago, right? And he started to look like yeah. he was going to be that guy in the and NFL. Then and then last year, he fell out of favor. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes guys will do that. You get in Bill's doghouse, and that's a wrap. You're done. You, you don't get your way out of it. So I love this move. Because it shows that everybody thought that Jadavion was all about the money, right? He, everyone knew he wanted to do a one-year deal, bet on himself. There clearly wasn't a market out there for him before that for a two- or a three-year deal because his track record has been he can't stay healthy. He played 14 games last year. He notched nine sacks. When you take a look at it, a one-year deal is, is kind of a show-me contract. He did that last year. Reports are he had multiple-year offers and decided to come here. It tells me that maybe he's not all about the money after all, because allegedly one of these offers was for more money than what the Browns ended up paying him. He perhaps is looking at this saying, I'm in the back half of my career for sure. Right. What defines a player when you start talking about Hall of Fame down the road and legacy winning, winning that ring. Everybody Winning. says it. Well, you know, Dan Fouts was a great quarterback, but never got that ring. Even yeah. Dan Marino. Now we're talking about right. quarterbacks yeah. here. Sure. But it, 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 it holds true for he, pass rushers. He can rewrite his legacy if he stays here and wins a ring. People take less money as you get longer in the tooth. Yeah. Right. 
because you want to remember yourself as a winner. You want to be in a winning environment, right? So obviously to come back here, he feels like the nucleus and the makings are here. He right? believes in this. He team. believes this thing, right? Yeah. So now if you can get everybody to buy into it, right? He may this he may get one more contract walking out the door, right? right. One, one more significant contract. And why not do it here with a team that's knocking on the door? Everybody saw it last. You had all right. the pieces. The right? defense it also tells really you he well, be really believes in Deshaun Watson. He does. And what's really interesting is the Browns have never been a team that people took less money to come play. <laughs> yeah, never. Right, right, never. Right. They were right. the team. The Browns have always been the team that had to pay extra yeah. to get a decent player here. The fact that Clowney, if in theory, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I mentioned this in our pre-show meeting. I'm a little skeptical of these reports that he took less money. But if it's true that he did take less money and there have been multiple multiple reports, then that's a really good sign for what he and others think about this organization. And remember, last year, the defense did not get off to a good start. Why? Because there were a lot of new faces. And now this year... But they gelled at the end, man. Right. Second half of the season, they were great, for which the most part. Which you expected part. was going to take Which we time. expected. Yeah. But this year, most of the guys on this defense have been here yeah. at least a year now. And the guys that have been hurt in the back end of the defense are healthy. Right. At the moment, let's, they let's are. Let's hope they stay and, healthy. And there should be a lot more continuity, and I think we should see them play. There's been so much talk about quarterback, deservedly sure. so. But I think the defense should be a top 10 unit from beginning to end. I hope so. Even yeah. with some question marks up front and at linebacker. Totally agree. I, I think going back to him taking less money, Hey, you know, when we when I was approached by this show to even come do the show, I had a corporate job. I said, okay, this is cushy. I work at home. Yeah. I got my laptop. I don't do much. But sometimes the opportunity is better than the money. Right. Because the sure. opportunity right. can build something bigger than, than the money you're getting right now. You can be put in a position that you can elevate and that you can really do something really great. So just the like, chance to work with Bull is worth a yeah, I million. mean, you know, yeah. I mean, right there. Right, right there. there. So, so now million, you're stuck. Right? That's right. We got that. <laughs> and at least maybe we might get some Jordans from uh, OG over here. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, if you're listening, we're like, we like your shoes, bro. Uh, Size 12. <laughs> Send them our way. 15, like, we can get them. But no, I, I, he says, and plus, he, he might not be giving away too much money. Don't look at it that way. Think about it. You get you get to a Super Bowl, yeah. possibly win something. Sure. Or if he ends up with right now, last year he had nine sacks, forty-one total for his career. That's almost ten percent of his production yeah. in mm -hmm. one year. And it's it's Sargi, but it's it's relationships as well. Yeah, right? yeah. He has this relationship with Miles Garrett. He probably developed a relationship with Joe Woods, and he's got a relationship with Deshaun Watson, which you referenced yeah. with the tweet. Sure. And so he's like, oh, I, I know Deshaun Watson's great, and he's the quarterback. I know Miles Garrett's great, and he's the guy that's going to help me get less double teams. I might as well stay here and have success because in the end, yes, it's it's about being happy, being in the right place. And yes, yeah, some guys take every last dollar and sometimes that's a mistake. Yeah, the one I think the one word that I would use to sum up this is he's motivated. Yeah, yeah, seems he, that way. So yeah. he, we saw what he could do last year when he was playing for a contract. Mm. I think that motivation gets the best out of him as it does for other guys. You see guys sign five-year deals and they go to sleep. Yep. And then all of a sudden they get into the end of their deal and everybody thinks that they're in their twilight and then they spring back to life and they're playing like they did five years ago. Playing for that contract can can mean a lot. So I, I think there's not really nothing to not love about this no. move. Because they were weak at the defensive line. Yes, I mean, no outside doubt. of Miles Garrett, who's 
it, it doesn't matter if you've got one all-time great player on that line, but you right. have a bunch of guys right. next to him. Right. It's tough. And, and Dominic like doubles and triples all. And Dominic and Sue, if you're listening, yeah, I it's your assistant GM, big homie over here. <laughs> I got the direct line to Andrew Barry. Come on over here, big fella. He brings some nastiness. Come on, yeah, yeah he does. You want to rush the passer? You gonna be definitely getting singled up. You what are the kick the what center are the, in the head? Go ahead and do it. What are the other <laughs> AFC North quarterbacks gonna be thinking if? If Dominican Sue decides to come to Cleveland, uh, yeah, I mean he's a big. Can, can you imagine? Yeah. How that's... are you going to block these guys? And P angry Perion Winfrey, he has anger issues. Just keep that on the field between the whistles, big fella. But yep. I like that angerness. Like th that is what we're talking about. And guess what? Yeah. Now I'm fully ready to say this: If Deshaun Watson does get four games, I'm completely cool with the first four games. I got a defense. I got a running game. You got to win I differently. Got, I got play action. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, I, I think we're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine with them four games right yeah. there. If it's it an easy games, schedule. Do yeah. it at the beginning. And even if you went two and two, you know, which you'd hope to do better because the schedule is not great, you, you could survive two and two when Absolutely. seven teams make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, no question. You know, we'll, we'll see. But, and that suspension is going to be coming down soon, I think. I, I think it feels like we're closer month. to it than yeah. ever before. Mikey McNuggets, what is the internet saying? Um, we asked for gifts to describe yeah. the clowny signing do you have anything good oh we got over 180 responses uh, most wow. replied to tweet in ucss history there you so go shout out to the award-winning fans twitter's undefeated for coming up uh see let's pull up the initial tweet just so people know what we're referring to yep take that using only a gif not a gif a gif What's your reaction to Jadavion Clowney re-signing with the Browns? All right, let's see what you got. And Steve, let's cut to the first one right here. I feel like this needs music. <laughs> we have music, actually. Steve, you want some music? Oh, no, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, digging those sparkling I, wings. I, I, I got a big problem. Keep your stupid vegetable tray out of my Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> nobody, nobody Wait, is, you're on a diet. I know that. But hey. but if we're, you know, Bull, Super Bowl. We eating that week. If they go to the Super Bowl, we eat. Browns are in the Super Bowl. I'm not eating carrots and celery. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Come on, you. Even you're not. I'm breaking the calorie <laughs> bank for that game. Well, what else do we have? You asked for music, we deliver music. And it's music. perfect. It's exactly what I was looking for. All right, Steve, let's cut to the next one. That works. Just rip through, man. Give us the best ones you got. All right, let's go. We got two more, Steve. Let's cut right to the next one. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Right. And we got one more, Steve. Let's get to the last one. Betty White Dad. God rest her soul, baby. God rest her soul. By, good, by the way, Betty White, like probably 50 years ago, was fine. Yeah, yeah. Betty White was fine. I think more like 70 years ago. No, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. hey, check, check I'm just right. saying, 50 years ago. Unless you're into that. Hey, you, you know, it's nothing wrong with a sensitive woman. No, the nothing at all. I mean, <laughs> Faith Hill is like, uh, what? She's getting close to 60. She's going Faith to Hill Hallie to Betty White when they were both 55. Hey, yeah. hey. difference. How old's Halle Berry? Uh, well, she's, she's gorgeous. She's the bar setting yeah, yeah. standard. She has the skin of a 13-year-old. My goodness. I don't care how she's shout out, hot at 75. Shout, shout out to Nia Long. She's like 100. And she just donated. <laughs> like, she's 98. Nia's not 100. Uh, Nia Long. <laughs> no, she's not 100. She's not 100. Yeah, right. You're just, you're just gasping. I got to Google. Betty White, though. Betty White in her day, she was a beautiful actress. 
And what a career. I yeah. mean, what you died just a couple days short today. of 100. Betty White being hot. Yeah, well, Betty White 50 years ago. Tweet that out there. See what your what your followers think. Hey, they love that. Betty White was a smoke show 50 years ago. What is she from, Neil Long? Everything. Everything. Yeah, a lot more than you think. All the above letters. She's A hundred. She's probably like 50, Jay. Yeah, you're See, he's hyperbole. Dude, she's only, and she's from Brooklyn. Halle Berry's 55. Stop, stop, stop. Why do all the New Yorkers be like, they got to be from Brooklyn? Like, they, 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 they like to get an extra pump on it. Yeah, we Brooklyn. I'm just saying, maybe we grew up together. I don't know. <laughs> no, she did not go to your school. What do you mean she did not go to my school? PS 110. You all white people? PS 110. You know, back in the day when we used to be sitting there, like us poor people sitting on the porch, we walk by some car go there and be like, that's my car. That's my, no, that ain't your car. That's my car. Jay looking like, what the hell is he talking about? I know what you're talking about. It's not your car. I saw your car. Uh, and I was like, that's my car. She was in LA by the time she went to high school. Right. Too bad. She uh, left. Yeah, she left. She she left us all right. So are we going to show more of those later in the show? You've got 180 of them. Yeah, I'm we in. can. Uh, we have tag board training today, so we'll be able to do that live soon. We have to edit those in. So no, we'll we get Anthony or Brianna to work tag on that. What is tag board training? It's going to pretty much be an output for my laptop. So we'll be able to pull them up straight on my laptop oh, right into so the gonna, system. This will change your life. Game changer. Media Game companies changer. have, like, training for people every day. Oh, there's, you can't there's always even, a training. Oh. You can't even begin to understand. These executives, oh. the big yeah. shots I don't like want to hear Bull complaining because he doesn't have to sit in any of the training. Well, I'm not. It's me and my team. I know. Trainings. That's right. It's all the, the, the behind the scenes. No, They're I have to do them, like, every other week at Channel ridiculous. 3. You know, and it's stuff that Steve and I, our director, were talking about this earlier. He had to do one over the weekend. When you take the test to get the certificate at the end of the training, <laughs> you could pass 100% without having sat through the three-hour training Oh, I've training done course. that for years. It, because next, it, you, next, yeah. next, 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 <laughs> next. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, we have a... Uh, we got three minutes. Let's do a little Wolf Fuller real quick, then we'll get Tim on about Tim Fuller. Oh, Tim, Tim Couch coming up at 11.30. Tim Couch are coming right? on, and he's yeah. on right now. Okay. He's got a setup, but we'll get okay. Tim live about three, four minutes. Let's talk about Wolf Fuller. Yeah, Bull, you take this one because you yeah. you saw this over the weekend, and you got very excited I, about I it. I saw um, Josina Anderson yes. tweeted. I, I don't think she was reporting news, but she suggested, could the Browns be looking down yes. the road of Will Fuller? And when she tweets something, I pay attention because – to me, she gets it. she's the most connected to the players of any reporter. We're going to try to get her on the show, by the way. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, so here's the tweet. We'll be interesting to see if the Browns can snag free agent Will Fuller, who already has chemistry with Deshaun Watson, as well as his former teammate between 17 and 20. Now, Will Fuller has an even worse injury history than Clowney, really. He does. I think he, the most games he's ever played was 14. That was his rookie year. I don't think he's played more than like 9 or 10 since then. So you can't give him much guaranteed money. Nope. But when he's now last year, I think he played like one game, so he barely played. But when he's been on the field between 16 and 21, he has always been scary good. His talent's never been a question. Never. Blows the top. His off availability. The right. Is always but if a you question. can get him at a cheap guaranteed rate with a ton of money and incentives ton. I don't care if he makes 15 with incentives. You pay him two, three million guaranteed. Maybe. You'd love to pay a guy 15 if he hits his incentive. Exactly. He has something like, you know, I know they brought in Schwartz for his speed and stuff right. like that. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, if, if Amari Cooper's, you know, working underneath or or David Bell is working underneath, that you could just deep, deep He takes throw the top off the down just, the field. I don't know that they fuller. can get him that cheaply, though, Bull. That's but a no, low number. We haven't heard him connected to anybody. No, and I right? wonder, usually when – 
I, and I love Josina. She's a terrific reporter. But yeah. sometimes the way these stories germinate yeah. is Will, Will's agent tells it, Josina. Entirely possible. Hey, we think the Browns. So there may be no smoke. Yeah, the Browns here. might not have any interest, no, but they should. But well, it's, here, it's here. one of those things where a lot of times these reporters will sort of be used as a trial balloon. They'll float something no out there well, to see what's well, going on. You, and that might be what's happening here. Sure. I don't know. You, I, I don't you, know. See, you see that recent memory here the quarterbacks now I mean teams are now going back to uh, pairing quarterbacks with receivers that they know you look at uh, you look at Cincinnati and what they did putting, right, put, right. putting those two right. together right now you talking about Miami putting, Philly putting, same putting, thing putting, they put, did that. putting Philly I mean yeah. putting Watson and maybe Fuller back together sure you know because you want to shorten the learning curve here I ain't got time yeah. to learn yeah. everybody here guys right? Right. play with right. Watson right. Right. we could debate the off the field stuff all we want fans can get mad about it fans that are mad about Watson the bottom line is people want to play players want to play right. with well, they Watson. Win. They want to they, win. They want so if, if I'm sure uh, Will Fuller, if the Browns made him a reasonable offer, I think he why wouldn't he be interested? He's not well, no, not too many teams seem to be banging down his door. right No, now. not yet. And I or, or maybe he's just fielding offers and he's waiting. There's no there's no rush right now at this point, no. especially if you're in the driver's seat. That's why in Clowney's case, he was fielding offers. He wanted to wait until he had heard from everybody. Right. And once he felt he had all the information, he decided that he was going to stay here. With Will Fuller, it's, Will Fuller, it's probably the same thing. I'm sure his agent is talking to teams. Mm -hmm. I would think that the Browns would have interest because I know the Browns would love to upgrade that position. Why we wouldn't need, they? We need one more veteran. One vet? Because they it scares me. You know I can't go in with all these rookies. that, Like you said, yeah. it lessens that curve. They know where to, he know where to sit down at. He I know, know where he's going to be. I know, I know the back know, shoulder time. Exactly he's all be. young guys. I know, you yeah. know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is his third year, but he's still a young player. He's, he was a late draft pick. He's still very inexperienced. Outside of Cooper, they got no experience at the wide receiver or yeah. minimal experience. I, I think the defense line was the the weak position group on the team no doubt I think after that you got to look at wide receiver yes. maybe linebacker too just because we don't know what we have there right but I think if they could upgrade the wide receiver position I think the Browns catapult themselves into the the real yeah down and dirty favorites in the AFC yeah yeah, yeah. I do yeah um Tim couch let's bring you in happy Monday to you hope you had a great weekend Damn. I want to I want to start Tim by getting your thoughts on something that that Bull just touched on, the relationship between quarterback and wide receiver, particularly when they've done it together for a period of time in one city, how invaluable is that to sort of know what the what the other one's thinking without even talking about it? Well, it's huge. You know, those guys are they had tremendous chemistry in Houston. Uh, you know, you watch them play just the, the ability to hit the deep ball, that home run ball. Uh, would be huge for Cleveland's offense. The way, the way we can run the ball in Cleveland with Chubb and Hunt, uh, the offensive line we have, the play-action game we could get um, you know, with a guy like that who could take the top off the defense would be phenomenal. I, th I think he would be a, a tremendous fit. I'm sure Deshaun would be all for it, uh, You know, a guy he's familiar with coming into a new place and a new system, just a familiar face to throw the football to. You know, As a quarterback, you get used to the way guys come out of routes, the way they see defenses. Uh, the way they break off, you know, side adjustments and see blitzes and those type of things. And they, they just get a rapport with each other. And I think, um, you know, Deshaun would certainly welcome having uh, having Will here in Cleveland. Tim, obviously you had, you know, pl plenty of injuries. Most football players have been hurt, you know. It, but when a guy has been as injured as Will Fuller, right, he's missed time every season. Is it is it just bad luck? Is there something about his body? Like, is there any way you can make heads or tails over it? Why he's been so injured? You know, it just kind of hits you. You know, I, I was one of those guys as well. Like, um, you know, th all through high school and college, I'd never had an injury in my life that caused me to miss a game. 
And then I get to the NFL and it's just, the injuries just start piling up on you. And it's, it's really hard to explain uh, what it is. You know, Will, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, he's unfortunately got that label as injury prone. You know, he's missed a ton of games. Uh, he's rarely out on the field. When he is, he's phenomenal. But, you know, he, he's, he's really never available. Um, you know, and, and, and I felt that way throughout my career, you know, with two shoulder surgeries, a broken thumb, a broken leg, multiple concussions, uh, you know, everything, a broken foot, everything that I went through, um, you know, it just, it's just uh, just kind of freak accidents. You know, it just, you just can't, um, you know, I broke my thumb in practice on the last play of practice one time and uh, was out for the year, my second year in Cleveland. Uh, so, so you just never know when these things are going to take place. And it's unfortunate as an athlete, you know, you work so hard and you prepare your body and get ready to play for a season. And then, you know, something happens and you're out. And then the next thing you know, you get that, uh, you know, you get that label, that dreaded label that no, no athlete wants is injury prone. So, um, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy because he's got a, he's got a, um, a phenomenal skill set if he can get out on the field. So Tim, as you see the Browns putting these pieces together, the building blocks together for the upcoming season, what, what's your assessment here of the job that they're doing? I think they're doing a great job. You know, you you know, obviously you bring in a guy like Deshaun. You know, he's a he's an elite player, uh, one, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, you just you know hope he's available for uh, for, for a lot of the season. And um, you know, then you know the running back group is is one of the strongest in the league already with Chubb and Hunt. The offensive line is great. Uh, resigning Clowney is huge. You know, just to keep that pass rush with with Miles Garrett, keep a little pressure off Miles on the defensive line is huge. Thought they had a really good draft as well. You know, I thought they added some pieces that. Uh, that, that can come in and help right away. So I, I think they're doing a great job. They're on the right track and, you know, just, um, you know, hope guys can stay healthy and some of these young players can make an impact right away and, and, and they can have a big season. You know, Tim, we kind of uh, take for granted that we are supposed to just know the you guys know the plays, right? You know, Deshaun Watson is going to come in. He has to learn the playbook. Can you tell me in layman's terms, uh, uh, like kind of put together your day of a quarterback who's trying to learn a brand new playbook. Like what what are you doing in the morning, afternoon? How do you how do you digest that information so you don't go to the huddle and look crazy? <laughs> that's a great question, man. You know, I think that's uh, you know, every quarterback, you know, when you go into a new system, just getting the play out in the huddle is, is the hardest part. You know, you want to sound confident, you want to sound like you are in charge and you're in a leadership role, but when you're in there you know, stumbling through a play and you can't spit it out. It's hard for guys to believe in you that you're going to be able to make that play. So, you know, you have to know the, 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 the verbiage. First of all, you have to understand, you know, what you're calling and why you're calling it. And then you just get into understanding, you know, the routes, you know, you, you, you start breaking it down. I started watching film, you know, I'd watch, uh, you know, first down pass or play action passes, third down passes, blitz, uh, blitz packages, red zone, you know, just trying to learn it, break it down into into parts like that and um, and start learning the uh, system that way. And then obviously there's the running game as well. You're making checks at the line of scrimmage where we want to run this play into this look or, or get out of this play versus that look. So there, there's a lot that goes into it, man. It just takes a lot of time. But, um, you know, Deshaun is a very intelligent football player. Uh, you know, he's proven that throughout his time in the league. I, I think he'll pick up on it very quickly. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll adjust the system to him likes and what he likes to call and you know kind of make it familiar with him in, in certain cases that he's uh, used to call it, what he used to call it in, Cle in, uh, in Houston. So uh, you know it'll be uh, adjustment on both parts but I think Deshaun will pick it up as quickly as anyone can. Tim you know we were talking earlier about the fact that uh, at least I expect and I think these guys all did too the defense maybe to struggle early last season because there was so many new faces and as the season went along got better and that's exactly what happened and this year there should be more consistency on defense. 
But now I think to some degree what you're talking about there with, <coughs> with Deshaun Watson learning the playbook, really the entire passing game is different. You have, you know, you have a new quarterback. You may have two quarterbacks because there's a reasonable chance Watson's going to get suspended at least for some games. Your wide receiving core is basically all new except for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, I know Schwartz was here, but he barely played. Right. And, you know, so Amari Cooper, uh, you know, the running, the, the tight ends and running backs are basically the same. But the passing game, that will be a work in progress, even if Watson doesn't get suspended. But certainly if he does, it may take time for it to all come together, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, you're talking about an all-new quarterback room, you know, given, um, you know, saying that Baker doesn't come back and play if Deshaun is, is suspended. You're talking about some guy who's never played in the system before. Uh, so there, there's going to be an adjustment, you know. And then, you know, like you said, the wide receiver group is extremely young. Amari Cooper's got to get adjusted to this system. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's going to take time. And, uh, you know, the, getting guys on the same page, getting guys understanding, you know, how quarterbacks like them to run routes and, 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 and the timing that goes along with that. So it's going to be a lot of work in the offseason and OTAs and training camps, just trying to get on the same page with these guys uh, and get the timing down in the passing game with these wide receivers and just get everyone, you know, kind of on the same page and familiar with the, with the verbiage in the offense. Tim, damn that. Here, help the old NBA guy out here, right? Now, I'm just an NBA guy, but I got two studs in the backfield. I got Hunt and I've got um, Chubb. Chubb in the backfield. Yeah. Why can't we run? Why, why, why have we seen them in the backfield together? Tell me why that occurs, right? Because to the casual fan, I say I have two studs here. I like I amplify my chances here because if I'm trying to show the defense, you don't know how I'm coming at you. Why have we not seen that here? You know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think there's probably, um, you know, they're probably wanting to use, find a way to use both those guys at the same time. Uh, they're just, they're very different players, very different style runners. And, you know, I think you, you get Chubb in there and, you know, he's, he's capable of hitting the home runs. And then, um, you know, Hunt comes in and he's just going to pound you in between the tackles. And, and they're, they're, they're very physical backs. So, you know, just to change a pace, just to spell one, keep one fresh is always a good idea. So maybe, you know, maybe they're afraid of, you know, getting one of them injured or something like that. So they just want to keep one of them fresh at all times. So, you know, just keep the poundage down on their bodies. But, uh, you know, it would be it would be hard to stop with both of those guys in the backfield and and uh, trying to figure out where, where, where the play's coming from. But uh, they're, they're two really talented backs, man. I think probably the best one-two punch in the NFL right now. I remember I think the good people, old days with Mack and Biner. Yeah. We used to see people, them together all the time. We used to seeing that, right? They used right. to seeing both Scott right. and Leroy yeah. Kelly. We sure. used to seeing well, backs back. together. We used to seeing backs. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we going to changing one guy in, one guy out? Well, yeah, clearly Stefanski likes yeah. to keep one fresh. Tim, now that they trust, real quick, Jay, on that point before you go, now that they trust the Ernest Johnson after the way he played last year, sure. maybe they will be more comfortable because they know he's there to back it up. He's a safety net. Yeah. Tim, um, I want to test your memory as a quarter. How long has it been since you last took a snap in the NFL? Uh, let's see. I guess it would be 2005, maybe. Okay, so I think. 17 years or so. Um, I love doing this with with former quarterbacks because it really shows to, to G's point before about how they study and how they memorize stuff. I love asking quarterbacks what was one of the most complicated play calls you ever remember having to call in a huddle. And I've asked this of guys that have been out of the league 20 years and they rattle one or two of them off like it was yesterday because they burn them into their memories so so much. So I want to test your memory live. Give me one of the one of the sequence calls that you had that you struggled mightily with trying to get a command of it, and then take us through the moving parts of all of it, what all of it meant. Mm. Let's see. Uh, put me on the spot. It's been a long time since I've called a play. <laughs> I know but, it has. Sorry, brother. Um, <laughs> I, I would think 
One of the hardest ones I can remember would be, let's see, far west right slot, you short, pass 96, you counter gap, keep left, fullback slide, X smash. That's my so, guy right oh my there. God. I knew he would so, get it. Okay, now, now take and, us through that. there's because, only a couple hundred of those in the playbook you got to remember, right? It's, it's mind mind. <laughs> and so, so when we're sitting at home with our beer and our feet up on the couch yelling at the quarterback. <laughs> Why can't he make the throw? What's going on here? Of mind. So take us through the moving parts of that call again and tell us what it all means. You know, it's really simple, to be honest with you. The play is a very simple play. It's just a play action with a bootleg out to the left side with a smash concept on the outside where the outside receiver is going to run a six-yard hitch. The inside slot receiver is going to run a corner route over the top of him. And you just high-low in the corner. You know, if the corner comes up on the hitch, you're, you're throwing the corner route over top of his head. If he gets death, you're going to throw the hitch route on the outside. And then you got a fullback slide to the flat as well. If they cover both of those <laughs> with a certain coverage you just dump it off to the fullback on the on the slide but it's, it's really a simple play it's just a very lot of simple call Jay, Jay, we should call it like apples this, or oranges this is or something simple this. Just, this is just better it just hold this it's up it's hard to spit that out yeah that no that's what colleges What's have that? gone to they just hold up oh, hold yeah. up the car yeah, they hold yeah. the car yeah. Yeah. so right. what yeah. was the call again can you take us through the call again because it seemed like there were like 11 different moving uh, yeah, exactly. parts to that thing yeah, so it's, it's far west right slot, which is the formation. Um, you short, which is putting you in short motion. Uh, pass 96, which is the protection. You Pass 96, you counter gap, which is protection. Um, let me see. Far west right slot, you short. Pass 96, you counter gap. Keep left, which is the, the quarterback keep left. Fullback slide X smash, which is the route. So it's, um, you know, so you're basically telling every receiver what to run, what the protection is for the offensive line, and that I'm going to be rolling out to the left after the play action, after the after the fake off of the 96 play action. And so if you have to change that at the huddle, I mean, change that at the line of scrimmage, how do you change that? Well, you, sometimes we'll call two plays in the huddle on those deals. It could be an alert. Um, you know, if we get up and it's, uh, you know, just a very soft look, a two-shell two look, and it's going to be very beneficial to run the ball, I can easily get to a run and play out of that. You know, whatever the live color is that week, some, some, some weeks it'll be red or brown or whatever. So if I get to the line of scrimmage and, you know, I've been using, you know, blue 88, blue 88 or, or white 90 or whatever, and all of a sudden I say red, uh, they know that I'm getting ready to change the play. Uh, so it'd be red, um, you know, whatever run play I want to get to, you know, it could be the, you know, a, a, a dive play to the left, a, a toss play to the right, what, whatever it is that the defense has given me that I want to kind of, uh, the area of the field I want to attack, I'll call a run play to that. You know, Tim, so much to it. I know, right? I, he, he just, he just said, you know, just reading what you just did right there is amazing. I'll take it a step further than that. Like back then, like the game has changed so much. And one of the things that I heard that really blew my mind was quarterbacks calling their own plays like Bernie Kosar or or Jim Kelly or Warren Moon basically calling their own plays the entire game run pass. What would it take today to be able to for a guy to be able to call his own game like that? And, and did you ever have some of that maybe in your career? in college, high school, or the pros where you got a chance to call your own plays? Yeah, that, that's a great point. Um, I, I did get into a little bit of that in, in, uh, in college. My second year in college and, um, you know, in the air raid system that we created with Hal Mummy and Mike Leach, um, you know, Coach Mummy in my second year would pretty much just give me, you know, a lot of, a lot of times once we would get rolled in a game, I had a wristband on and he would give me just a formation and he would just kind of tell me to go with it. And, and I would kind of go up there and, you know, because I'm the last guy that's going to be able to see what, what coverage they're in or what front they're in. So he, he trusted me to get us into the right place. So I had a wristband on where I could just quickly signal out to the wide receivers what route I wanted them to, what, what play I wanted them to get into or whether it was a run play or whatever. 
Uh, but in the NFL, you know, really I didn't call my own plays at all other than two-minute drills. Um, you know, obviously you kind of own your own uh, on your own in two-minute drill. Um, or if your headset goes out, you got to go, you know, you got to understand what you're trying to call. But to be able to do that for an entire game, like you said, what uh, those old-school quarterbacks used to do, Bernie and those guys. And, you know, I think Peyton Manning probably did quite a bit of that as well. Uh, calling your own play for an entire game, man, is is unbelievably hard. You have so much stuff. I don't think we'll ever see it again, no. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine the pressure. You know, you're trying to figure out. You know, you got to figure out down distance what what it is, what, where you at in the game. Uh, you know, everything you got to factor in all that while you're trying to you know read defenses and make right decisions and then trying to figure out how to call plays would be un- unbelievably tough. Tim, you mentioned Mike Leach there, so we got to ask you: Has he always been crazy, or did he just <laughs> recently lose his mind in the last few years? Been crazy from day one, man. Absolutely, from the first day. You know, um, when he first got to Kentucky, he just—they'd been about he and Hal had been at Valdosta State, so he'd never had a big job before. Yeah. Um, so he just kind of came in. He was our wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator, but you know, you really thought he was kind of crazy because I didn't know anything about these guys. And he's just talking about everything but football. He's talking about pirates and, and wars and history and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, I just want to know the freaking playbook. You know, I don't care about pirates. What's your greatest Mike Leach crazy story? Because I know you've got many. Well, yeah, he, uh, you know, the, the funniest things I can remember about Mike when he first got there was our quarterback room was right next to the wide receiver room. And after practice, when we would go in and watch the film, you could just hear him cussing those dudes out. <laughs> <laughs> you could call them 85 or 87. What the hell are you doing here, 87? You know, he didn't even know their names or whatever. He just, you, you, but you could hear him screaming at them from down the hall. And he, he was an intense guy, but you know, he was a lot of fun to be around and obviously a, a brilliant offensive mind. Yeah. Hey, Tim, we, uh, last week we played a game show. Uh, Mike Polk is one of the guys who, who hosts with us. He did a game show called, I don't did you see this by any chance? Brown, it, we, we put up pictures, and you had to guess whether it was a former Browns quarterback since 99 or a stock photo auto mechanic. <laughs> now, you're one of the most recognizable Browns quarterbacks since 99, but most of the guys that came after you are not recognizable, uh, including Kelly Holcomb, who was one of the guys on this game, who uh, I, don't, I don't know if we all knew it. I'm not sure. But how do you think you would do in that game if we somehow in the in the future played that game with you what do you think you'd be successful i think i'd be pretty good at it actually i've watched uh, i think i've watched every browns game since 1999 so i, I think if i if i didn't do well I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised <laughs> some of them i gotta say some of these pictures we looked at and we debated them for 45 seconds and oh, and even oh. when we finally guessed it was just a guess we did, we, we couldn't I kept saying Connor Cook, who wasn't even a Browns quarterback. Yeah, I know. You were thinking Shaw. Connor Shaw. Mike, that up like Mikey times. Mike wants in Mikey. here. Mikey, what do you got? Tim, I will send you the link. If you record yourself going through the 19, we will play that and react to you playing the game. <laughs> it's like great. seven minutes Perfect. long. It's not that long. But if okay, you get, yeah, I'll be glad what's the to. challenge? Over, if he gets 80%, he what, wins. What were there, 17 or 19? There was 19. Us. Yeah. I think Tim would get almost all of them right. I mean, I think in he the like end, we wrong. did get most of them right. Yeah, mo- um, we got like three quarters. I mean, group. If, I, I think I can't remember. Bree was keeping individual scores. Yeah, I came in last. It feels like we got most of them right. You missed a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Aditi was in that day. I think yeah. she got most of hers right because we were going individually around. Yeah, yeah, if you get a chance to do that, it'd I'll be send funny you the link, watch. Tim. Let's uh, let's see how you do. Some of the pictures yeah, too. I don't know good. where they got them. <laughs> they were good. They were. Um, do we? Do you want to keep going with this, or are we gonna are we gonna jet? Tim, you want to do some mean tweets with us? Oh yeah, we gotta do the mean tweets. We're gonna do yeah, internet sure, hates sure. us. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, are you reading those? Everyone. Who has those? Uh, me, or... Bull, and Tim. Oh, so wonderful. Go Tim's got an internet yeah. hate Tim us? Couch. We're going to let Tim read the first one. So Tim, <laughs> oh, I emailed awesome. you those this morning. Uh, Steve, let's pull up the video. And Tim, whenever you're ready, let it rip. Your show is unlistenable, unwatchable, <laughs> and a torture all around. Give it up for humanity's sake. Well, I've got a suggestion. He could—he doesn't have to watch us. Oh. Yeah. I mean, exactly, yeah. I, what, Tim, what no. kind of loser what, would have Beavis and well, Butthead as his picture? You just answered the question. Bring, yeah. bring that back up, Mikey. Bring that back Give up. us one sec. We're pulling it back up. Yeah. Look, because I want to show you. Feel Uzi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is, up, is up at 1.24 a.m. tweeting about Loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Loser. Wait, wait a minute. So Loser. why? That's a great point. Why is he tweeting that at 1.24 in the morning? Hey, hey fun Who's fact the loser? Uzi? A loser. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> yell on that one. He just got done spending a grand at the strip club downtown. That's Phil Uzi. A grand? Fun fact about Phil Uzi. Yeah. Zero followers. <laughs> That's my Zero favorite. Followers. Yeah. Zero, Zero followers. Zero followers. So someone is unlistenable and unwatchable. How many followers do we have? I don't even know. Uh, close to 8,000. And we've been around two weeks. So, uh, Phil. Keep doing you, bro. Uh, yeah. What else? Who's next? <laughs> well, I'll let you read number two. I'll go I number like three. this one. Uh, Bob E. Knight. This Bob guy, we e. had this guy last week. Yeah, he's a He tweets at us every day. But I give him credit. That's actually a funny tweet. Your YouTube show is as bad as your baseball team. So we're mediocre. <laughs> oh, oh, it's funny, but you're taking shots at 9 and 10-year-old so, kids? Yeah, so that's, 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 that's low. That's low. Oh, By the way, uh, Tim talked about Mike Leach talking about other things besides base, like sports. So the other day, I went to the mound to talk to my pitcher. Yeah. And I felt like he was nervous. So I, when I went out there, I didn't talk about pitching at all. I yeah. said, when's your birthday? And he told me, I said, what do you want for your birthday? He said, nothing. He was like, he was totally shocked that I was asking him about sure. something else. He took his mind off the it game. It didn't though. work, though. didn't work. <laughs> he continues <laughs> to walk everybody. Yeah. Well, I'll, next time, hey, whoever his name is, tell him what I want yeah. for my birthday. I'll, 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 I'll pitch in for him. All right. You're so, you're yeah, so, so Bob, right. tag for him. You, you got another one, Bull? Wait, Yes. Well, hey, let me read number three, Bull. Oh, yeah. We'll oh, let Tim guy. do number four, and then Adam got, I mean, yeah, Bull's got five. Okay, yeah. so number three from Dej1996. Chicago attire on at Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Lame. Yeah, that Calling was. out G. Bush. I, I wondered about that because you had a Blackhawks hockey jersey on last week, hey, right? Well, listen, here's the thing, man. I tried to let y'all know. Listen, this cool. is just from one culture to another. Yeah. We, as African Americans, we wear the hat because it looked good. Now, you might see, I like the Guardians. I love the Guardians. If, if it was a hot Yankees hat, oh, yeah. I might have it on. This guy, Please don't I know wear this a guy Yankees on Twitter. To, to this he's show. like one of the 30 people I saw <laughs> blocked on Twitter because he's a little... He's touched? Cra yeah, he's, he is, he's a weirdo, this guy. I know him. Uh, he's a hater. He's a hater. <laughs> There's only one color I don't wear. Like, I won't even, and I'm so sincere about this. I don't even, I don't even play with this team in Madden. I do not watch Steelers gear. I don't rock Steelers, nothing. Good. And so that's I, your only rule. And, Ravens? And, what about Ravens? No, I, I can't mess with the Ravens uh, neither. Bengals? But, but but I don't outwardly I don't outwardly just say that. But Bengals, Bengals is kind of cheap. Like because I wear a Pete Johnson jersey. No, I can you wear, wear an Archie Griffin Bengals jersey. Hold on, back up with Archie Griffin now. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is on me. Play for the Bengals. No, stop. That'd be the no, only piece of Bengals clothing I would ever wear. State people. Yeah. Yeah. Stay off to Ohio State people. All right, Tim. Tim, is there any team that you won't wear? Is there any? Is there any team you won't wear? 
Absolutely. Uh, in college, it's Louisville for sure. Oh, I knew that's right. Kentucky guy. It's uh, my son is is a sophomore in high school. He's getting recruited now for football, and I told him you can go anywhere you want. I'm not going to tell you where to go, but you're not going to Louisville. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever consider going to Louisville, or was that absolutely a non-starter for you growing up in Kentucky? Non-starter, man. When you're a Kentucky fan, you just can't stand Louisville. It's like Michigan, Ohio State. You're like right. One yeah. side or the other. Yeah. Louisville's out for me. That is a great that oh, that I, that is their oh, Michigan. Yeah. I remember, in, I remember in the state I, of Kentucky. I remember when uh, Michigan called for my daughter, right? And I said, "Look, coach, I'm gonna just tell you right now, I, I, we can't. I'm not, <laughs> we're not even gonna do that. Let's not even play around with yeah. this because mm. no, I, said, I, have, I have to live here. I'm not fooling with you, right? right so yeah. they you might be the best of intentions, but." No, they so let, let's about it. Because that your relationship let's, with your daughter's going on forever. Yeah, right, right, right. That, if if she were to make that Michigan de- decision, that would always be the elephant in the room. Tough. Mm, yeah. Tough. Uh, we got two more. Two bowl. more. You read yeah. number four. All Tim's right. gonna read number five. Bullets all you. The internet oh, hates us. Oh, but I, I no, I gotta read five. No, he's gotta read four. No. Yeah, we'll switch it up. All right, can't wait to hear you back on the radio in a couple of months after this experiment <laughs> bombs. <laughs> Jeff Shorty Law. Jeff. Well, like, what is wrong with people that they would be rooting for this show to fail? Because the internet is full of hate. Yeah. Put, put that back That's up. why you, the yeah. more time you spend Mike, in it, back the up. more demented you become. I mean, at least he likes me. He does want to hear me on the radio. What's the difference if you listen to the like, radio here? I like looking at the tweet. Let me see that. Yeah. Yeah. Shorty what do you, Law. Yeah. So a lawyer at 219 is doing what? <laughs> Yeah, well, all that's, the time. that is, though, in what defense, it's a Saturday. What, what so he's doing? probably not working on any cases. I hope he's preparing for a case. I would, if he was my lawyer, I wouldn't want him sending a tweet like that. I wouldn't, hey, just me. Get ready to go ahead and plea bargain. Well, <laughs> one guilty. of my favorite sayings yeah. is, um, hate corrodes the vessel that it's carried in. Mm. So if you think about yeah. that for a second. That's why I, I, I have a pretty fast rule about yeah. the internet. Yeah. I will output. But that's where I stop. Mm. I don't really care what the Smart. reactions to it yeah. are. I don't care. I make my decisions in a vacuum regardless of what people think. Yeah. And we've talked about this for you as a career decision. Yeah. So I loved your explanation of it. You do something every day for 11, 12 years, whatever you did. Yeah. It becomes like stamping fenders. And this was an opportunity for you to do something new, different. Yeah. But here's the key word that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Challenging. Yes. That's, that's the key. So when you wake up every day, if you're going to go to a routine that you've had for all these years, mm-hmm. it becomes routine and yes. you can become complacent. You Absolutely. went outside your comfort zone. I applaud you, Bull, Thank you. for Thank what you, you did. Yeah. And, and look, I, if this doesn't work, you'll go back, we'll you'll be a radio out. show host I'm not or worried whatever. About it. But I, I love the working. saying too that I'd rather have tried and failed than never have tried. Yes. And, and most and, importantly, happy. Happiness is yeah. more important So keep the hate coming. We yes. don't mind it. We got one more, and Tim's got to read the last one. Okay, Tim, Tim go. we got. Oh, I love this one. Oh, boy. Here we go. How is Adam the Bull part of this show or group or whatever the hell it is? He's not even from Cleveland nor a Cleveland fan. He's from freaking New York and a Bengals fan. He sucks. <laughs> wow. I mean, he, he hit all the That's harsh. Points. I love Man. that tweet, Tim. Bring that back up. <laughs> our this, our sleuth up. wants to point something out. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Hold on, bring that back <laughs> up. Is that my man Jonathan DeMart from uh, the construction company down in Streetsboro? Is that? Can't be too many Jonathan DeMarts. Oh, wait, around. you know this cat? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, is this the same? Is this the same Jonathan DeMart. How many followers does Jonathan DeMart have? I'll be calling John after this. Hold on. Yeah, he's going to look it up. 
So you know what Jonathan did? Absolutely. You straighten him out, Brandon. <laughs> I've always said, what, I never got why Pete, like there's always been a segment of the fan base here that didn't, were mad at me because I was honest about who I grew up rooting for. You bring a different perspective. That's I, needed. I, right? I'm not going to be biased. Yeah. I root, I, I've made it very clear from the moment I moved to Cleveland. I'll root for the Brown. I'm rooting for the Browns to win as long as they're not playing the Bengals. Yeah. I root for the Guardians to win as long as not, they're not playing the Cubs. Unfortunately, it was in the World yeah. Series. It sucked. Yeah. Otherwise, I've been, I it, it was terrible. I, should I renounce the teams? I grew up rooting for them. What am I going to do? No, so Jonathan, it allows me to not be biased when I when I talk about the teams. You bring a perspective that the three of us don't right. have. So we are fans, and sometimes, yeah. and I try hard not to do this, but it's burned into our DNA. Yeah. Fans are sometimes the most critical. Yes. But sometimes they're the most blind. Yes. And they're just, you know, oh, yeah, they did. The, the Browns did this, then I support it. Yes. I don't think any of us are that guy. But no. your perspective coming from the outside, especially yes. New York, yes. I think that's the perfect place to be from if you're going to move to another market. Yes. You know the cynicism mm -hmm. that fans have. You understand that. And not that we fanboy because we don't, but I, I, don't, I make no bones about it. I wear my love for these teams on my sleeve. Yes. I root for them. I live with them. And I die with them. And, and by the way, I've had multiple opportunities to leave Cleveland in the last 11 years, and, and I've chosen no. not to. Yeah. I'm not saying I never would. Right. And But it really has nothing to do with Cleveland. It's just because at some point I might just want to live somewhere warm. I don't want to go back to New York. But I've had multiple opportunities to go to other places. I've been offered jobs, and I've turned it down because I'm and, very happy here. He loves Cleveland. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Tim. We talk about mean tweets really quickly. I was in a YouTube rabbit hole going down watching Brown's video, and I came across something. We had a little issue with, with people booing, right? I remember I watched the game. You got hurt. And you, yeah. there was booze, man. I remember that. And I remember mm -hmm. I was emotional because I remember watching the the post game, and I'm like, man, Tim was Tim was it, it, it hit Tim tough because he was like, wow, man, I done put a lot out here, and 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 when the booze come, it's tough. How do you how do you deal with that as a player? You the number one pick, uh, obviously Baker dealt with it. A lot of quarterbacks do. How do you deal with that when when you? are getting booed. What do you do? And would you be on social media today because of all the, the toxicity a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, for me, uh, you know, I was the first player picked in the new franchise back in 99 and started with that team when they were absolutely awful and got sacked 56 times my rookie year, which was an NFL record. Um, got beat to death and I kept getting up, kept playing, kept fighting. And, and then to get booed when I'm laying there on the ground with a concussion is, um, you know, in my own stadium, I just felt like felt like it was a low blow. And it, it really upset me. I was I, I was hurt. You know, as athletes, you know, you don't really want to show your feelings alive because nobody really cares how you feel. But, you know, you're a human at the same time. And it was and they put microphones right in my face right after the game, too. And I just had a concussion. I probably should have if I would have waited till the next day, I wouldn't have reacted the way I did. I would have said something much more uh, politically correct, but in that moment, man, I was I was hot. I was I was really pissed off, and it, it um, you know it just uh, it just didn't feel right to me. You know, I don't think anybody any athlete should be booed, whether they're in their if they're hurt, laying on the field hurt, whether it's their home stadium or or a visiting stadium. But especially you know you're, you're laying there in your home stadium getting booed. It was it was uh, it was a low point in my career for sure. And you know I'm just glad uh, Twitter wasn't around when I was playing. Uh, yeah, no I kidding. Would have been unbearable. And Adam, don't Ooh. listen to any of these guys, man. Hell of a job on here. Just keep that's doing exactly your right. You, that's exactly right. And that's great <laughs> advice from something else. I got to tell you, yeah. uh, my entire life I've been a Browns fan. That day, Tim, that you're talking about was one of the days that I was most ashamed 
to be a Browns fan. Disgraceful. Because, and I know it was, and what really sucks is it was a minority. It wasn't like the whole stadium. No, right. It's, right. it's a small group. Yeah. But it was it loud was enough yeah. that you, you could hear it. The TV cameras could hear it. We were a national joke. Everybody was saying, yeah, Cleveland now is booing That's their disgusting. own guys when they're laying yeah. there hurt. It was, it was hard to watch because I know the average Cleveland sports fan and how good they are. Um, that that didn't represent all of us either, Tim. And I always hated that 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 left a bad taste in your mouth for um, for some of the uh, of the fans. Um, before we let you go, do we have time for this? Yeah, we got time for one more. Later question. in the show, we're going to talk about the toughest Cleveland athlete of all time. And your name is a name that has to be thrown out there. The beating that you took your rookie season is you know we haven't seen anything like that since. I don't know that we ever will again because I don't think a quarterback with today's defensive lineman, the size and strength of them. I don't think a quarterback can survive 56 sacks in a season without getting hurt. Do you have a toughest Cleveland athlete that comes to mind for you all time toughest? Man, there's been so many. Um, probably the one that right off the top of my head would be Joe Thomas. Uh, you know, you're talking about a guy who played, what, 10 years at left tackle and never missed a game. I mean, at that position, man, that's unbelievable. I can't imagine the injuries that he played through and showed up and played at a Pro Bowl level. Uh, year in and year out. And then another guy that I would think of, he wasn't a Cleveland athlete for a very long time, but my rookie year I played with Chris Philman. And Chris was mm. as tough as they come. And his body was just beat to death by that time that I was playing with him. And, um, man, he was an absolute warrior. And I, I love playing with that guy. So he, he would be up there on the top of my list as well. Yeah, you give me 22 Chris Spielmans, I'm winning the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> just his heart. His heart was unbelievable. Tim, uh, as always, great insight, great information. Awesome. Thanks You're for joining Tim. us. Thanks, Tim. I also have to know that the internet you. loves us, too. I've seen a lot yes. of positive comments on you, and that, that always makes me funny. smile. it's not as funny. As Tim, it. we'll it's see you next funny. week, man. Have a great week, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. See you next week. Thanks. All Thanks, right. Tim. All right, we're going to step aside. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's some talk in the Cleveland City Council about taking the name First Energy off the stadium, which the Browns call home. Obviously, they've been embroiled in a bribery scandal. We'll tell you the latest on that. We're also going to have some fun and say, if it was to be stripped of the title and you could name it anything you wanted, what would you call current First Energy Stadium? That discussion when we come back on the Ultimate Cleveland <laughs> Sports Show. I agree with him. Yeah, I agree him. with him. <laughs>